When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Tavin and everybody, thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher every single Monday night, 7 p.m. It goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, I have been wronged, and I will not stand for this. Also, Chris Rock's new special, not too shabby, but first, let's get into some live dates. Huh? That's why you're here. Oh, if you guys are going to be out and about, I would definitely suggest coming on out, checking out a, a show. Go to rudypovich.com. March 10th, I'm going to be hanging out over at Paddy Wagon, Richfield. 60, what would that be, like 63rd in Nicollet? It's my goddamn backyard. Half the time, I got to get in my shitbox toaster and drive halfway across the fucking Midwest so I can do shows. But not Friday. I'm walking. I'm drinking heavily. I'm doing some stand-up. I'm going to eat a burger. I'm going to drink a bunch of vodka sodas. I'm going to go next day uh, door to tailgate. And I'm going to sing my ass off on some karaoke. And we can build this thing together. Standing strong forever. You goddamn right I am. So, uh, I will see you guys there on March 10th. Then coming up March 23rd, I'm going to be all the way back in, in Chicago, just outside of Chicago, Woodstock, Illinois, opening up for the incredibly funny, incredibly talented Tammy Pescatelli theater show, nonetheless, doing some old-ass theater there. I have no idea what it is called. All I know is is that when they sent me the press junket for it, it was uh, Bob Hope had played that fucking stage. Christ. I'm pretty sure he actually helped lay down the wood in that stage that's how old that fucking theater is but after that show i'm going to be spending the night in the bed and breakfast that groundhog day with bill murray was <laughs> was uh, was filmed in so you'll definitely be getting a shitload of instagram material from that god damn so looking forward to it so yeah, so uh, check out rudypovich.com. Bunch of other dates coming up. Like I'm opening for Jeff Leeson in Austin, Minnesota. Jeff Leeson, one of the best crowd working comics out there today. So funny. What's up, Steph Rizel? Hi. What's up, Joel? How are you, buddy? Danielle, hopefully you're feeling better. What's up, MJ? What's going on, Amanda? Good to see everybody. Yeah. Um. Good week on the show. If you guys have been checking out the Tom Bernard podcast. Just got some numbers back. Fucking show is kicking ass. I mean, I mean, it doesn't get as many downloads as a long walk to Cleveland, but then again, what does, right? No, obviously that's a joke. I mean, I don't know if it's braggadocious or not to give out actual numbers, but uh, I mean, we've we've done eleven shows and we've already hit damn near a million downloads. That's fucking that's on fire man for the podcasting world that is outstanding so things have been good the show's going good you can find it uh, download the tom bernard app 
in your app store. And then after that, yeah, it gets pushed out in the afternoon. I guess around 11 a.m. It gets pushed out to all the platforms like uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. So, Danielle, feeling much better. No pain in my quality of life is slowly getting back to where it was. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to see everything is working out for you. So, Friday night, I'm going to make this quick. Friday night, only because I know there's a couple of comics that listen to this podcast. Friday night, there was a, and I'm going to keep this person's name out of it because there's no sense in talking shit. (laughs) Excuse me. Because, first off, I may have caught them on a weird night. Something terrible. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But here's what I can tell you. is that Friday night I saw, I had seen about a week prior, a comic that I have been a fan of for the last decade and a half was actually going to be rolling through the area. Not playing in the city, quite a drive away, but I happen to know the manager and I happen to know the host of this show. So I hit these people up and I said, hey, so-and-so is coming to your venue. I'm a big fan. I love you guys. Would you mind if I come down? meet this person, and do a five-minute guest set. And they said, absolutely, man. I mean, it was a few days of of waiting to hear back, but then afterwards they were like, absolutely, come on down. So usually the way it works when it comes to stuff like this is, depends on the club, but a lot of times the if a comic wants to do a guest set, they go to a manager or somebody who's in charge and goes, hey, I'd love to do a guest set. That person then goes and tells The headliner, hey, by the way, we got somebody who wants to do a guest set. Are you cool with it? They come back with yes. So when I got the yes, I was like, okay, uh, obviously they must have run up the flagpole with people and we must be good. So cool. I drive all the fucking way out there, man. It was, it's it's quite a drive. No money, no gas money, none of that shit. All the drinks, that's on me. All the food, that's on me. Gas, everything. I'm paying for it. I drive all the fucking way out there. I walk in. I run into the host. Hey, he's like, hey, good to see you, man. I'm like, you as well. He said, hey, let me introduce you to your feature, who I happen to know already. I said, you, this this person and I go way back as well. They said, let me bring you over to the headliner and meet. I walk up. Headliner's sitting in a chair, looking at their phone. I, I walk up. I'm like, hey, uh, real quick, uh, my name is Rudy, and I stick my hand out. And this person goes, okay. I said, oh, I'm going to be doing a guest set tonight. Did you ask me? Oh, uh, I guess I'm, I apologize. I'm, you know, I, I guess I had already chatted with, nobody asked me. Okay. Oh, ooh, you know what? Sorry. I guess and I, I'm kind of giving the signal to the host. Like, Hey, get the fuck over here. Abort, abort. Host comes over. is like, Oh, I'm sorry. What, what's going on? Uh, this person's doing a guest set? What, what? What's up? Nobody talked to me about it. You you can't just show up and just say you're doing a guest. I was like, oh, that was, oh, you know what? I feel like there was maybe a miscommunication. Super sorry about that. Didn't, didn't realize uh, you always ask the headliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought maybe that was already taken care of before. 33 years I've been doing comedy. Nobody has ever told me that they were just going to come up and do a guest set. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry that there was a miscommunication. I, I think, I think maybe we got off onto the, well, Hey, since you're here, you might as well go up and do time. Okay. Uh, shit. Is it, I, I feel like you're being a little facetious. 
you know, so is this is this cool or or is it is it not okay if I well obviously it's okay. You already asked this person. Great. Sounds good. Thanks. I turn around, I walk away, I go sit down. I'm like, what the fuck was that just now? In my head, I was going to show up and this person would be like, hey, great to meet you. Hey, so tell me all about yourself. Didn't fucking happen that way. I was super excited to watch this person work. I, I did my set. I had a killer five minutes. I got off the stage. I paid my tab. I walked out to my vehicle. I unfollowed this person on every social platform. I, I got rid of my official president of the fan club badge. I took down all the posters. Do you know how hard it is to get gonna get this tattoo removed off my leg? God damn it! Fuck! God damn it! Danielle, how do you go up on stage and do a set after that? Yeah, how the fuck do you go up on stage after that? I was mortified. I did not know what to. Th- my my head was swimming. I was like, oh fuck! The second I saw the light, I got off. Because the guy was like, well, just do like seven. I was like, I'm good. I, I, want, I want off the fucking stage. Because now you can't back down. Because now this, that person wins if you just decide to just walk away. And I thought, fuck that. I'm not, there's no way. So that's it. This person still has good connections to the area. They do live in Los Angeles, but they have good connections to the area. They work around here quite often. I'm not all about burning bridges. Maybe I just caught this person on a bad day. Maybe not. Maybe they they really are as big a twats as they were when I met them. But either way, and it was funny because I I, I told that story today on the Tom Bernard show, and some they were like, "Well, just say the name," and I'm like, "I don't want I don't want to be that guy because I still have to work. I still have to work in this market with people that work with that person. So no, I'm not going to say the name. I'll tell you guys off air. And then when I had told Tom who this person was, Tom was so disappointed that I now have a story like that about this person because Tom also held this person in such high regard. So anyway, it was a shitty thing that happened. I was mortified and I, I don't want to say devastated, but I thought about it the whole way home and I just sat in silence because now I can never see unsee what I saw with this person. And I was such a fan for such a long time. It also made me remember, hey, you might not be at that stage in your career yet, But there are people that look up to what it is that you do. And there are people that listen to this show. And there are people that come out and they see you. And there are people that every time you have a headlining set, they always ask if they can do a guest set. Don't ever fucking treat those people like you were just treated. Let that be a huge lesson. Don't ever fucking throw shade like that. I was so bummed, man. I really was. And I get, like, I can have my moments when it comes to coworkers. And I can have my moments in this business. But I will never treat anybody under me the way that that person treated me. I, it just I'm, I'm sticking to that for the rest of my life. That was shitty. It was awful. I never have to go through that ever again. So if, uh, if you do have a story like that about me, I, I would like to know. Please tell me because I would love to be able to rectify the wrongs. <coughs> I would love to be able to 
tell people like, hey, uh, you, maybe you caught me on a, at a bad moment. But that is regardless. Even if I was having a bad day and even if I was a little bit miffed about something and even if I was having that moment, it doesn't give me the right to treat you like shit. So for that, I apologize. I don't have a lot of people in my life that I've ever done that to, but I am just saying, if we ever got to that place, please feel free to shoot me a line and go, hey, this thing happened. I would love to be able to tell you that I apologize. Because after having what happened to me on Friday happen, I was like, all right, I'm done. We're good. I don't need to, I don't fucking need this. So anyway, that was that. And now we're moving on. All right. So Saturday night, uh, I happened to get, get home a little early and- I came back and I watched the new Chris Rock Netflix, which I don't know if you guys have noticed at all, but uh, Chris Rock did a little special on Netflix and it was live and everybody was talking about how amazing it was. And uh, I think I differ because I did not feel like this was Chris Rock's best fucking material. He sort of pandered in between. I can't say pandered. He sort of drifted in between old Chris Rock of bigger blacker, slap it with a dick, slap it with a dick. And... This sort of new curmudgeon-y old Chris Rock that I didn't think I was prepared for yet. Like when he was talking about, he gives does a whole bit about his children and how he wasn't going to raise spoiled assholes, even though he completely 1,000% raised spoiled assholes. And then, of course, we get to the moment that everybody's been waiting for, the last 12 minutes of the set when he finally addresses what happened between him and Will Smith. Y'all know what happened to me, getting smacked by Suge Smith. Everybody knows I got smacked at the Oscars by this mother and people like did it hurt it still hurts <laughs> I got summertime ringing in my ears <laughs> but I'm not a victim baby you will never see me on Oprah or Gail crying you will never see it never gonna happen I couldn't believe it, and I love men in black. No. It's never gonna happen. No. I took that hit like Pacquiao. (laughs) So Chris launches into this whole spiel about, you know, the Will Smith slap, and some of the stuff he was talking about were things that I had always wondered, and I'm like, yeah, why did they do that? He talks about why did talented people decide to take this thing that happened between such an intimate and I guess private affair and just put it on fucking YouTube for you're Will Smith you're Jada Pinkett you're not just like some fledgling like fucking reality star this isn't Bravo you're two the biggest A-listers on the fucking planet why would you two want all your dirty laundry out there like, why would you think that it's okay for you to tell people that you fucked your friend's, your, your son's friend? How weird. And then the thing that I guess I didn't notice, only because I haven't seen Will Smith in a long time and a lot, because I just, I, for whatever reason, I just stay away from his movies. I get that he's a big dude. He's not quite Ali big, but he's still a big dude. Chris is not a tiny, tiny guy either. I didn't think they were that mismatched, but apparently there is quite a size difference. First of all, I know you can't tell on camera, Will Smith is significantly bigger than me. We are not the same size, okay? We are not. It's got this guy, Will Smith does movies with his shirt off. You've never seen me do a movie with my shirt off. If I'm in a movie getting open heart surgery, I got on a sweater. 
play Muhammad Ali in a movie. You think I auditioned for that part? He played Muhammad Ali. I played Pookie in New Jack City. I played a piece of corn in Town. I guess maybe just because I've never sized the two up. I've never seen them in a photo together. I didn't realize that there was quite a significant size difference. And then when I went back and rewatched that today, the slap, I was like, oh, fuck, he's, he's pretty goddamn big. He's a big dude. I know for a while there he was kind of toting the rock of, hey, I kind of let myself go. You know, Will Smith walking around with no shirt, and I was like, eh, I'm not quite in I am legend shape anymore. Maybe it's time to start hitting the gym. And he did that whole thing on the internet about like positivity and getting your shit together and like, you know, keeping all the mental anguish, keeping that out of your head and trying to figure out a way to tell yourself positive things throughout the day. And then smack. And that was that. I love the way Chris Rock handled this and the way he closed. A lot of people go, Chris, how come you didn't do nothing back that night? Because I got parents. That's why. Because I was raised. I got parents. And you know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people. (laughs) Great way to close. Uh, Yeah, all in all, I didn't think it was Chris's best material. I didn't think it was stuff that hasn't been said before, like him making fun of the Kardashians. Great, we've been there. Great comedic take on Robert Kardashian, which is an angle I have never heard. I thought that was very creative, but for the most part, it felt like the audience didn't know what to do. It felt like they were very held captive. There was a live element. They were kind of on pins and needles. They're like, what happens if he fucks up? And even he himself fucked up a joke and had to like rewind and reset. Tell that joke over. I'm like, I just want a polished version, man. I give. I know it's cool to be in the live space and all that stuff. I don't want that. I don't want live. Give me the most polished, funniest version of your special that I can see. That's what I want. Because the night before, I watched the Marlon Wayne special that just came out on HBO Max. It is so unpolished. It's very funny, but it you can tell he did not take that shit on the road. He did not test it. There are times where he is stumbling and moving, and he's adding words, and there's just filler. And I get you're a storyteller, but you gotta fucking bring her down, bud. It was a good special, and it's all about Will Smith, Jada, and Chris Rock. And a lot of it is like kind of inside baseball stuff that you might not know. The fact that, you know, Marlon Wayans and Jada Pinkett were best of friends for a long time. He totally had a crush on her until the Fresh Prince showed up. So I get like it's coming from a different angle, but I watched it and just went, the editing was choppy. The pacing was weird. I don't know. But then again, hey, man, he's Marlon goddamn Wayans. And uh, even he can take. C minus material and turn it into a B plus A minus. Like it's it's a, it's a good special. It's not a great special. It's not his best material, but it's still goddamn good. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna be out. What's up, Chuck Struck? How are you? Uh, I'm gonna be out coming up on Friday night, March 10th. I'm gonna be at Paddy Wagon. Check out my website, RudyPovich.com. Uh, also, March 23rd, gonna be in Woodstock, Illinois, opening for Tammy Pescatelli. I think that place is called like the Historic Woodstock Theater, and then. Like I said, I mean, don't get me wrong. The show's going to be great. But the fact that they put us up in the actual bed and breakfast from Groundhog Day 
is fucking outstanding. April 14th, Austin, Minnesota. I'm going to be at Lansing Corners with Jeff Leeson. In July, going to be opening for Adam Ray. I believe it is at CB Live in Phoenix, Arizona. What a fucking great month to go to Phoenix. Hey, third week of July, would you like to come to Phoenix? There are 10 months out of the year I would rather be in Phoenix than in Minnesota. One of those months that is not is July. So the fact that we're going out there, you can check out my website. All the dates are up right now, rudypovich.com. Merchandise is up there as well. Jesus Christ, I'm goddamn coughing all over the place. Anyways, you guys have yourselves a great week. Don't forget to check out the Tom Bernard Show. Download the app. If you do, you get registered. You got a chance to win $1,000 every single day you open that thing up. Check out this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. It goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram every Monday night at 7 p.m. Check out my website for merchandise and for dates. In the meantime, I'm Rudy Povich. Thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.